I'm like going to be cursed and dusty. <laughs> yeah, I give an angry I come onto my podcast and I bite the necks of the people I speak to. Wait, why is that sounding like the Emperor? Uh, you know, something, uh, something dark side, something, something shame. blood. This, this <laughs> I will be quite operation. The well, blood of the done. Jedi will roll down my fingertips. Well, I don't know how any of the Star Wars, but I could even for Kirsten Dunst instead of fucking Kirst, uh, what's her face? Fucking Kirsten Stewart or whatever her name is. Kirsten Stewart. Kirsten what? <laughs> what do you mean? What? So they're all the fucking same, was it, man? <laughs> yeah! Welcome to a very special episode of the Unmonetizables, the official podcast of the Fort Chronicles. My name is Captain Privilege, and with no choice of his own this week is Grandmaster Tech. I'm awake, I'm first up, I'm more awake than you are, I'm less awake than you are, and uh, I'm something in between, I, I don't know. Too much caffeine, that's all that is. Uh, not enough caffeine. Necking the fuck tons of caffeine when your eyes splinter away, like break through the crust barrier of the slumber. Oh, they're well past splinter. And just necking hundreds of caffeine doesn't even really constitute as being awake. But it, it wasn't necking hundreds of caffeine, it was necking one awake, caffeine. Mr. Yang Young, who uh, <laughs> is not with us this week for undisclosed reasons. Uh, I'm sure he'll appear when and if he can. Uh, but <clears throat> in the meantime, we have a couple of fuckers in the wing. As ever, Mr. Manaset TV. If Tony Stark was on the gyro, would he be considered Iron Brew? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> oh, oh, that's good. Uh, they could be able to do like yeah. a proper console version of the, the, the Iron Man armor. Like. Well, he would, he'd be running with his sidekick, Bob Dole. <laughs> Just, <laughs> just fucking gone to the B and M. Universal credit. Gone to B and M and tried to like cluster together. <laughs> any you couldn't make an Iron Man outfit. Like oh, I've not got the the face blasters, but I've got these cool LED lights that can. <laughs> I had these more mac and cheese. <laughs> uh, and that is uh, also the voice of the one and only returning Mister Zenbolt. How you doing, buddy? Um, absolutely fantabulous, my brother. Good, good. That's what we like to hear. And if you're on the way, folks, this is the only show in the galaxy that expertly dissects your primitive planets, curatable culture, and the form of trending a topical tat of the week. What if they are aware? Nothing's more trending or topical than Jojo Siwa oh, is Jojo. the gay. Not Jojo yeah. Siwa again. <laughs> Fuck. Yep. She came out uh, officially. I mean... Uh, to absolute shock to everyone, the real assets has been run around with fucking rainbows and every single video and every hair scrunchie and dresses like a like a tomboy at every available opportunity. Well, gay, but, okay. You know, uh, she, she's gay. She's just, she's just whatever. She's in the LGBTQ. So, yeah, that was interesting. Uh, that's, a nor- that's a normal these days anyway. 
It was kind of cool because they'd like done like a TikTok or something where she was in, uh, and they kind of hinted at it, and then she come like everyone was like, "Oh, is she? Is she? Is she?" But like, by this point, it was kind of obvious. But uh, apparently, like, one of her cousins had got her a T-shirt that was like, "My cousin's the gay" or something. My <laughs> cousin's the best gay. So she just like whipped the T-shirt. Out. But... So and then it was uh, all the confirmation everybody needed. Like I'm, I'm waiting. For, I'm waiting for the point in time when they start having sexual identity reveal parties. Hmm. You know, it's, it's no longer like this thing where you have to try and like, oh my god, like it's going to be really, um, you know, awkward to tell your yeah, parents. Yeah, exactly. Like, have a party. Exactly. It's like I have chosen who I am, and fuck everybody else that thinks any different. Balloons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bloons and Jojo Siwa's tunes that I like. I can't think of them. Bloons and tunes, less that... gay but more awesome. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, listening to Bieber while dancing, Mr. Blobby. No, that's what. Yeah, you know, what? I don't know. I don't want to know what's in the recesses of your mind. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's in the recycle bin. That's something that was on the recesses of everybody's mind uh, last week. As we've been talking about, is the the possibility of. Uh, Jake Paul fighting Conor McGregor. There is no real strong strong segue from Jojo Cibarty. Jake Paul versus Conor McGregor, but uh, yeah, everyone's pretty much saying that ain't going to happen as uh, the memesters and YouTubers kind of went to town on Conor after his his most recent defeat. Uh, So it'd be kind of silly for Conor to do that now. He'd have everything to lose and nothing to gain. For my money, I've really lost track with this whole thing of like blokes what used to do YouTube or do streaming going and fighting professional boxers or whatever. It's like the first one, novelty. The second one, oh, this will be interesting because the last one was was kind of a bit weird, but now they'll have it settled down. After that, I was like, it's wow, kind of, yeah. I so don't care anymore. Is that, it's kind of like watching Big Brother for the fourth season, isn't it? You know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's kind of odd because um, everyone's kind of talking about this and hyping this fight up that it's not even it's not even a fight. Whereas Logan Paul's due to be fighting Mayweather in like I think it's March or April. And there's like nobody's talking about it. <laughs> so like you're saying, it's like is there a is there a waning interest in this now? Are, are we getting bored yet? Or is it just that again that we haven't seen the right combination? No, there's just a um, wane and an adult. I think if it had been if there had been a suitable amount of time between the two fights, if they were more spaced out, like like look at Assassin's Creed, they took a year off, and then they'd be like, "Ooh, what's the next Assassin's Creed?" <laughs> well, when they were battering out year after year after year, people were like, "Oh, another Assassin's Creed, yeah." Just wait until mm-hmm. just wait until uh, boxing and wrestling have to be socially distant. You know, they say absence makes the heart grow fonder. Well, I, I mean, absence see, part, part of the novelty of it was, like, YouTubers obviously have this great capability of drumming up social media and trending <laughs> and, you know, support. Um, so especially when that first happened, there was a lot more buzz around the, you know, oh, oh this could be really bad, getting two or trained people into a ring and getting really bad at each other. But thankfully, they were smart enough to go about it in somewhat of a mature route where they actually got trained and they went into the ring and, and put on a reasonable exhibition. 
Um, but the fact that yes, yeah, is, is it getting to the milking point, or is are we going to see one or two folk actually come into it? They're really into it, you know. Jake Paul's still trying to get a hold of KSI. Apparently, that fight will be happening at some point. Uh, the revenge of the little brother, and I think that'll probably have more um, clout than the Mayweather Logan Paul fight, you know. Jake Paul versus uh, Conor McGregor. Nobody really wants to see that because what if Jake Paul beats Conor McGregor? That would suck ass. If Conor McGregor batters Jake Paul, right? But you know, fair dues. Good to see him get battered, but <laughs> so what? Maybe, you know? maybe what nice we need thing, is some it? other kinds of competitions. You know, like a maybe like me up against Ben Stiller for a walk off. A walk off. <laughs> <laughs> How would one uh, right? What would be the rules of the walk off then? Let's see, the rules of any other walk off. Your, your hips can only no, wiggle. The first model goes. The first model goes down the catwalk, blurches at the end. The second model re- oh, repeats right, and, and extends. Sorry. Okay. Right. I, I missed the. <laughs> I missed the boat Zoolander. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that would be fabulous. In another life, maybe David Bowie would pop out and just fucking let's sit. Wouldn't that just be down. amazing? Oh, <laughs> nah, I'd rather see uh, some sort of a, a Zoolander spin-off where it's like a TikTok off or something. You know, they've got to learn the most dances or some shit. But speaking of spin-offs, uh, Harry Potter spin-off shows were announced, then summarily unannounced. Um, but I did actually mistakenly put that into our moments as well, so we can read that later. Um, yeah, apologies. Letting that, sto- that, letting that story just creep on in there. Just fucking letting it shoot off when it shouldn't have. Just like GameStop stocks. Yeah, somebody mentioned that. Yeah, that's <laughs> go. Right, let, let, my, let Manny go. Let Manny go. Oh, well, they are stuck. Oh, we're, here we go. Yeah, what I love about this fight, isn't it? That everybody's just like, yeah, it's a capitalist regime is going down, fucking all that pish. Like, ah, fuck Wall Street. Right, that's not right. That's not what I love the most about this, right? What I love the most about this is the cardinal rule of the internet is to not fucking annoy the internet. And <laughs> now we know that that applies to even Wall Street. <laughs> Two massive firms try to square go Wall Street bets on Reddit. They try to declare war on Reddit. Wall Street bets turned around and went, aye, what a bet. Next thing we know, one of said Wall Street firms has been liquidated. <laughs> and, I, and, me, and me as a finance student cannot find that any fucking funnier. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, it's uh, it is what it is, folks. For those who don't understand, uh, basically, long story short, uh, <laughs> they were trying to because uh, the long time practice within the stock uh, exchange of uh, fuckery and tomfoolery, uh, loads of weird kind of lending and betting on things, um, uh, basically making fucking money for other folks' expenses. Uh, the big shot too. The game ends here. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. so a, a, a bit of a rough example I found on Reddit somewhere like, let's say I want to short XYZ stock, which is a current price of $10. I borrow one share and sell it immediately at $10. I have $10 now, buy it all my broker, the one share I borrowed. Then let's say the price of XYZ drops to £7. I now decide to cover slash buy it back my short position and buy one share at $7 and return the one borrowed share to my broker. I made ten dollars. 
when I sold, I only had uh, to pay seven pounds to buy it back. So my profit is three. So multiply this ex uh, this fucking formula by a billion times, and that's what we're talking here: millions and billions that are getting made left and right. Uh, but as Manny said quite rightfully, the internet kind of just decided to go fuck you, uh, and uh, basically drove up the price of GameStop of all places. <laughs> so <laughs> they've all got to be smiling, and they're pretty silent right now, it would seem, as uh, obviously the gaming shops and game. Uh, Hard copy shops weren't doing so I mean, well. I'm, I'm, I, they might be happy, but no one's happy is the one guy who bought GameStop shares when they were at eight dollars ages ago, <laughs> and he bought nine million shares. God damn! Yeah. <laughs> Imagine waking up in that morning, completely forgetting that you had nine million GameStop shares and seeing the news, and then looking at your stock account like. Oh my sweet yeah. fuck. You suddenly sell all those <laughs> shares. Sell, sell, sell. <laughs> yeah, you suddenly sell all those shares and GameStop ceases to exist. Along with about 400 other hedge funds and stockbrokers. <laughs> <laughs> in one swoop, I crashed the market. Ha! That's one way into the history books. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking at GameStop. You know what? i got to say, though, Griff, you described it all. Oh better than anybody else I've heard this week. Well, I can't take full credit. That was stolen off a tweet from somewhere uh, because I oh. kind of thought it would be a good idea for once to actually sit and try and figure out what's well, going you know, <laughs> so you I can explain it slightly. You know, uh, you were just hedging your, hedging your bets. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> hey, hey, hedge funding my bets. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a safe bet to say it's that like hedge fund. Uh, to uh, fucking oh, I'm not going to keep making shit analogies like that. It's time we go on uh, to a final story. Actually, I'll shout out uh, to something that went trending the other day. There uh, is we love Gina Carano, or uh, what's her fucking character's name again? Uh, was trending basically the bird from Mandalorian. Uh, <clears throat> oh, Cara June, that's our character's name. As uh, there's been a weird little uh, call to try and get her cancelled and get her taken out of the Star Wars shows. Surprise, surprise, a strong feminist icon, a fighter, and a powerful character uh, is female, but not female enough because all of her views don't align exactly with how certain people want. Uh, of course not. Therefore, she eventually should think for herself. Uh, like people's so, opinions aren't as unique as a thumbprint. Do you know what I don't get? These like, why do we actually value these fucking social justice warriors' opinions? They couldn't fucking start a fire in a refinery, much less try to start a revolution. Yeah. Like, um, the only honestly, like yeah. The, uh, hang on, hang on. I'm going off on a tangent here, mate. This needs to be fucking addressed. Right? <laughs> what I don't get is he's constantly fucking trying to do right that he's constantly do wrong. Like, she's female. Big fuck, I couldn't give a fuck if she was, I could not honestly give a fuck if she was male, female, transgender, non-binary, or a fucking bull. I could not <laughs> care what she identified as. See, as long as she stays true to the part that she's given and gives a fucking convincing performance, I could not give a flying fuck. Yeah, that's all that really matters. And that in other is words, why in the other words, a message to all you social justice warriors out there and all you fucking cancel culture mobs, grow the fuck up. Amen. The only revolution that they're going to start is rolling their mouse wheel back and forth. Me? I've seen The Mandalorian and I've watched her performance and she was fucking fantastic in it. Yeah. Like, she done incredibly well. 
She gave a fucking convincing performance. Her dialogue and her fucking etiquette was fantastic on scene. Yeah, these kids are like, oh, she's not female enough, or she's not this enough, or what? Well, you're not fucking smart enough to comprehend half of the shit you're saying, so what the fuck are you saying it for? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, what was really good to see, and the reason why it's a story, is because uh, the fan base, for once, uh, the Star Wars fan base... Oh, the fan base for once up. turned around and told them, get yeah. fucked. Let's get her trending tomorrow under the hashtag we love Cara June or hashtag we love Gira Carano. And it did. It went trending. So hopefully uh, the message has been staved. I heard the scuttlebutt as that John Favreau's having fucking none of it uh, when he was approached for, you know, oh, this is a problem. Should we deal with it? Apparently he's kind of been like, deal with what? She's in my fucking show. And she's lined <laughs> up to be fucking one of the main characters in the new show. They've got coming the Star Wars Rebels or fucking... Uh, I, I think it's definitely better now we have Favreau because let's face it, Kathleen yeah. Kennedy was a fucking disaster. Well, it's uh, it's, it's one of the the hotly contested things right now—the struggle for power from the dynamics of the Disney halls across the the Star Wars universes and what have you, um, and obviously coming off the back of a not so greatly received Wonder Woman two, Kathleen Kennedy's. Uh, you know, questionable directorial skills are, are, are up for debate and choices. Yeah, but, I've not seen Wonder Woman 2. The main thing I hear is basically just a gigantic wasted opportunity. Yes. Which pretty much sounds like what DC's kind of doing at the moment. But there's faith. We've got to have faith, all right? For today is just a fleeting moment. Tomorrow maybe a greater one. But in the meantime, we'll have the best moments. <coughs> They're called Twitter moments, if you please, Manny. Twitter moments! Uh, <laughs> and the obligatory beautiful, man. Look at that. That's how it is. Patented, Manny Tech. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> beautiful, you know. Oh, it's patented. <laughs> right. It's perfect because my phone cut out on me when I was trying to look uh, up the first Twitter rocks. Did you completely run out the battery at this time, did you? No, no, no. Well, that, that's all right. You know, you can expel a charge miss your phone because <laughs> just like the Harry Potter live-action TV series in early development at HBO Max. Yes, yeah, it's, it's totally in yeah. development. Yeah. That's our moment. I really want it to be set present day so the, like, the Wizarding World has to deal with the Muggle world of technology at the same time as dealing with whatever crisis is befalling them with little drop-ins from the cur- from the old cast, mm. please, if it's going to happen, let it happen that way. Okay, well, uh, dis- despite reports on Monday that HBO Max was in early developments on a Harry Potter TV spin-off, the studio denies that's the case. <laughs> of course they're going to deny it, because they don't want anything right now that links them to her, because nah, she's done. bloody yeah. toxic. The, yeah. the dream's dead. The dream's dead. Yeah. The dream is dead. Well, uh, the dream might get relit. If the game next year proves to be decent. That's true. That's a good way of thinking it. They're probably trying Do you know to what I don't get, right? Do you know what I don't get, right? How the fuck she can be transphobic, yet all your, character, like, all your characters have a wide spectrum of sexuality and like, gender identity? I just don't understand. Mm. But that's also like asking, how come Joanna T- Cherry's a tough? Because she is. Well, I think uh, you've got to understand, though, like, with these... Uh, I, thought you said, I thought you said Joanna Lumley there, and I'm like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Joanna. No, no, because she's awesome. Uh, uh, no, I think what you've got to understand with, with this uh, sort of line of thinking, I, I, I always take it as, like, 
they don't see themselves as quote unquote phobic of of what they're fucking talking about. They think they're well, in their minds, their logic and rationalisation as to why they've got to arguments is quite sound. Now, if you're going to have a logic and rational conversation with someone like that, you could potentially convince them otherwise through reasoning and a bit of time. But the chances are they're not getting that. They're stuck in an echo chamber of people that are a bit stuck up their you know, in arses, their noses are in the fucking air. And if anyone they do have a conversation with is outside that bubble, they're just going to be screeching, no, 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 you're fucking transphobe, can't believe you're saying this, oh my God, get her cancelled. So I do yeah. worry that there's that, that and, and that gives her all the validation she needs to go, oh, well, my nose is in there, fuck you, I would have doubled down on my beliefs because you're cruelly mental because of the way you're carrying on. It's the only way I can kind of, you know, rationalise how people would still think the way they do, you know? But that, that could be applied to fucking anything, man. Um, I've got the depends. next one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, you got the next one? Are you yeah. taking it? I've got the next I... one. So, uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no segue on that one. I'm just going straight into the Japanese gaming and tech company Konami has announced plans to restructure internal departments in the company on February the 4th. Essentially, they're consolidating their current divisions, something that big Japanese companies like Sega and SE did some time ago. Uh, okay. Pachinko machines forever. Yeah. Got Nami. Casinos Got... and what's that? Also, gyms, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Weird branded stuff. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they're going to be like, getting into look, that. Yeah. Just sell Sony your game properly properties. Maybe because you can work on them, and we can have Silent Hill again, and then all the Silent Hill nerds can shut up. They're, they're going to start getting into this <laughs> weird wave of, you know, face-to-face trainer while you're sitting pedaling on your exercise bike at home kind of thing, you know. Well, I mean, I heard. Oh man, do you really need to gamify Peloton? Uh, yes, yes, because that <laughs> thing fucking sucks. Um, I have a like dual, like a dual relationship with Japan, right? Like uh, I like it, and I don't. And I'll tell you for why, right? So, Japan is one of the most culturally like impactful countries in the world. I like we've get we've like they're basically responsible for kickstarting the video game revolution. Oh, fuck like single-handedly responsible we like you said companies like sega konami capcom they basically fucking like st- for instance street fighter mm. there's one of the like games that are known and loved by millions of gamers worldwide their culture their food everything like even their gambling like even their karaoke <laughs> bars like they have got such an addiction to karaoke it's fucking fantastic yeah and like, uh, it's actually more accept- like, yeah in downtown Japan and downtown Tokyo, you can't like fling a stone without smashing a no. karaoke bar's window. Not only that, right? it's, it's perfectly but acceptable then, to sing badly in karaoke. Yes, exactly. It's per- <laughs> in fact, it's 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 it's, it's expected. Yeah, it's, it's encouraged. <laughs> yeah, if you sing, sing really well in karaoke, it's kind of rude. Exactly. Right. <laughs> but, right? Scottish but are well then in there. You take on the disadvantages, like the age of consent being thirteen years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In some go, provinces, in some provinces. Yeah, and then I go, hmm, some people need to catch up with the times. 
<laughs> like, the age of con like the age of consent being thirteen years old. When I was thirteen years old, I was too busy fucking climbing trees. Never mind worrying about it's birds and bees and shit. Playing so Jesus It's the wonderful duality of of Japanese culture. I'm on one about hand, that. you have Gundam. On the other hand, you have Zen Moss Garden. <laughs> right. The thing is, wait, the thing is, like when I get first told the birds and bees talk, right? I think I, I spent about six months before I realised that they were talking about sex and know the fact that I was going to get ambushed by birds and bees at any given moment and I had to prepare myself for that. <laughs> the image, the image is just classic. Don't get me wrong, she was half right because I seem to get ambushed by bees on an almost daily basis and I don't know why. That's why I never go out in the summer. I can't be trusted in the summer. Clearly, you must smell the, like a chrysanthemum. Is that the book now, is it? God. <laughs> so what think, one, one, one thing I do think you about Japan, right? It's their smoking. Right? Their smoking laws and their smoking, um, sort of stuff. Right? Their smoking laws and their smoking, smoking legislation. They guys can't. You can't. Exactly. You cannot smoke in a public area. Nope. Even outside. They have designed smoking shelters. So technically, you can smoke yep. indoors. Like, even in shopping centres in Japan, they have smoking. Like smoking cubicles yep. with air ventilation and that, which is fucking genius. Yeah, I'm all for that. Right? Yeah. They, they have shopping centers where basically they have a pod set up, a PC in that, there's a this little game room inside a wee thing, and the woman goes, Right, you you go in that while I'll go do the shopping. Looks like fight. The thing is, they've also got smoking wallets. Like, <laughs> it's fucking like, it's just a, it's just a wallet that's an ashtray. Mm hmm. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm smoking. I mean, water. even yeah. the way they do drinks. I mean, like you buy a bottle of drink from them, and it's like it's got a wee sort of glass pebble in it. That somehow, because it's got this glass pebble in it, it keeps it fizzier for longer, even when it's open. Fantastic. No, I hate it. Some bottles but that's just iced. Um, that's just iced gas. I kept the bottle because I thought it was kind of neat and it was still oh, in the field. Oh, no, no. I know what you're talking about, right? I know you're talking about the ones that they put on, oh, right? No, uh, pop balls. Because mm. uh, I remember going to Ioka. No, so, Japan, Ioka, Ioka, and then Glasgow Central. Uh, so, Glasgow Central. Also, I, I, that sells Japan goods. Right? I've got a and, question. Oh, yeah, go for it. Um, they had the wee sugar. Uh, they had the sugar drinks. No. A piece of advice to all of yours. If you're diabetic, do not drink Japan's soft drinks. Every time yeah, I got... Every oh, time... I think America has got a leading diabetes problem. Wait till you see the sugar content in a normal can of pop of it. See oh, the... Uh, see, see... Or the even one... Australian drinks. Oh my yeah. god. Woohoo! <laughs> um, which one was it? Uh, see Ramani. Yeah. Did you know that Ramani was invented by a Scotsman? Yep. Yep. And secondly, here's my question. Warm sake or cold sake? Depends on my mood. I, hmm. I couldn't answer that because I did a drink. In fact, in fact, actually, it depends on the season. Yeah. If it's summer, cold sake. If it's winter, warm sake. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, now I'm all, I'm all torn and I can't decide... Guys, use a fucking. I don't care whether white go to Japan, whether white is a warm sake or cold sake or a daddy. You're just. It's tearing me apart, Lisa. 
Like that's uh, how, how did I not know that Tommy Wiseau manages Welcome Wanderers? Look at that. So Tommy Wiseau was trending because of this. Twitter, uh, YouTube, yourself sometimes. The Welcome Wanderers manager was randomly <laughs> plastered all under the uh, Tommy Wiseau trend uh, <laughs> because everyone decided that it's definitely him. I know that name, but I can't remember what it's. What Tommy Wiseau, is. the room, the worst film ever. Oh, yeah, thank you, thank you. I did not, Peter, I did not. It surprises me that not a lot of people know this term that I'm about to say, right? So films like The Room, Sharknado, The Tremors sequence, The of Pastor, right? They all, right, they're all B, right? They're all B movies, right? Oh, they're they're into the C bracket now, like, but yeah. No, but here's the thing, right? They They all belong to a very, very niche genre. Very specific, well tailored genre. Yeah, yeah, and that genre is called disaster piece, mm, right? Mm. Movies that are that bad and that batshit insane that they keep you hooked. You remember the film Bad Taste? Uh, yeah, yes, that fits like, in so, that bracket. Like, but that's right. I watched Sharknado, right, and I was like, this movie, the direction, the dialogue, everything is fucking horrible. Yet I cannot look away. Yeah, there is, there is definitely something to that because. Uh, yeah, like I said, with bad taste, that might have been an early version and not quite as uh, refined as some of the ones we're getting now. But it definitely did fall into that. I can't take my eyes off this. Why? It's a, it's a weird formula, <laughs> yeah. Because like I, I noticed, I was watching like the the most recent the Hellboy reboot type thing yesterday, and there was just a yeah. couple of things that they were trying to do in it that to me made them. Try, it was like, oh, you're trying to make this like a cookie. <sighs> old action film like yeah. when they talk really weird kind of cringy scenes that didn't fit or somebody didn't really think about but because it was like you know they're kind of doing it on purpose it was like this is this doesn't feel right you know it's like i'd really like to watch that <laughs> what i don't understand that. here right what i don't understand is right the room right the room is get a three points it's currently got a 3.7 out of 10 on imdb right However, it's got an 80% score on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> That's because people on Rotten Tomatoes aren't poncy-ass know-alls that are sitting there trying to rate movies that they have no, like, joy for at all. You know, this movie was shit, I give it a three, whereas Rotten Tomatoes was like, well, you know, actually, you know, there were some bad things in there, right? but, you know. I'm looking at the audience reviews, right, and it is literally copy-pastes with people no. putting five stars. They've written really? the fucking reviews. <laughs> really? <laughs> somebody wrote, wait, look this, right, somebody wrote, right, so, okay, Joshua Durant, this was six months ago, five stars. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shit. She was looking <laughs> in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Yeah, yeah, I think we can guess. What do we get well, copyright claims? Yeah. Oh my god, he's well, done, he literally done the full song in the review. Well, I'm going to say one thing then. From one copy pasta to another, it's your favourite EastEnders! Oh, he's Back Enders again! Tonight. Comparatively bad, it's just as bad acting, yes. but slightly better production value, I'd argue. Yeah, just yeah. slip that one back in there. Like <laughs> yeah, it, 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 you don't have to slip it back in, it is always in your feed. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't think it was in my feed. Uh, the opposite of uh, the youngest gay in celebrity culture these days, probably one of the oldest. It's Ellen's birthday. It's Ellen DeGeneres' birthday. Fuck off, Ellen. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ellen, staff, your audience. It should be. Oh, El- yeah, you can just be one hand. Should it be Ellen Degenerates by now? Ellen Degenerate. Uh, Degenerates that can fuck off. Uh, more news on the elder Reorders birthday party. Uh, Reorders team offered a restaurant five grand to break COVID nineteen lockdown rules <laughs> on their thirtieth on November eighteenth in London. According to police, the singer songwriter flew back from Egypt on November twenty first, but instead of quarantining for uh, quarantining for fourteen days, she threw a birthday party that violated the lockdown rules. CCTV cameras were turned off during the party at Casa Cruz in Notting Hill, and hard drives were wiped two days later. Ora has since released a statement apologising yeah, for that. Fucking fuck I'm deeply sorry for breaking the rules, and in turn understand that this puts a lot people at risk uh yeah, yeah. to me this is all fabricated That's as well, a, kind of that, yeah because yeah. she's fucking starring in this tv show called twist which yeah. her her music is conveniently the fucking soundtrack of course of, it is. and this literally just came bustling back up before the fucking show drops so it's kind of, i don't know i don't know it fucking you know what i find yeah. it is, like, that twist is a modern retelling of Oliver twist right and she plays dodge who is basically a codman and do you know she could actually go into court and see her sweet aura bribing five grand to break COVID-19 rules? She could just put it down as method acting. <laughs> <laughs> like, it would work, because that's, that's who Dodge is. Dodge is a con man. Like, he's that kind of person. He bribes, cheats, yeah. and steals. It's a fucking slap in the face or putting down anything with the word acting at the end of it, but yeah. <laughs> We're talking about a slap in the face with acting. Yeah, well, you got one fucking thing that comes out that I'm not really that interested in, whereas there's some that's just no coming out that people are after, but uh, apparently there's some uh, theories that how the past James Bond films could predict 007's future. The Don't Bond franchise is often tied Bob events up in its storylines. When Daniel Craig retires, will the next era of Bond movies Wait. reflect our current existence? I know. I'm, just, I'm, just fucking, I'm just fucking over James Bond. Yeah, that, I was about to say yeah. exactly the same thing. Like, the last James Bond that I watched, unfortunately, reluctantly, totally destroyed it for me completely, was Pierce Brosnan. I don't know, yeah. man. The problem is new. I can hey. pain for those days. Don't even listen like Pierce... I think at the just, time it was a mm. lot worse than it actually was. Whereas going back now, I could easily slap a Pierce Brosnan double seven order and just leave her in the background neighbor and quite happily enjoy myself. Whereas uh, if you're sitting down for a Daniel Craig one, God, you're gonna have to no. like get mentally prepared. Yeah, and, uh, I, I can't see where he's getting his balls whipped under a seat and all this shit. You know what I mean, it's like fuck. I prefer the classic James Bonds because they were just. <sighs> They were they were kind they were kind of they were kind of serious, but at the same time they were completely farcical. Yeah, it felt like watching a comic book, but not watching a comic book at the same time. It's hard. It's hard to do Bond now because Bond has been redone better by other people in different guises, like the Born Identity and shit. You know, so it's like it's hard to really do Bond anymore because it's been bettered. Yeah. Yeah. And other gaming related news. This has just showed up in my feed. The medium has been out for less than a week, and Blueberry Team have already recouped the dev costs. Nice score. That's pretty decent. That game looks cool. I'm looking forward to that. Um, but some other people looking forward to it. Selena Gomez and Rao Alejandro's sexy Balia Conmigo video is here. 
I understood Selena Gomez and video is here. Right, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it for him, right? I'll do it for him. I'll fix it for him. <laughs> Selena Gomez and Raul Alejandro's sexy Baya Comigo video is here. That's say Raul. Yeah. Yeah, you said Raul. Who's this Raul? That was a Raul. Raul. Who's this Raul? Giza for stars. Speaking of ancient magic, uh, songs old and new are going viral and rock stars are casting in. Streaming services and social uh, platforms like TikTok have reinvigorated the music industry, helping record labels and artists alike to replace sales right. lost to the pandemic. Wait a minute. Speaking oh. of rock stars cashing in, Nickelback have teamed up with a small UK shanty-based band called The Lottery Winners and have done a shanty version of Rockstar. Oh, oh God. And by the way, it is a fucking tune. Is that a bippity Really? Ball? Oh, it, it bops. Hang on, I will put it in the streaming chat. Hang on. Wait till you see this. This was like, I was just like, what? And, uh, yeah. Like, where did they get off making a tune this good? <laughs> the, uh, I'm just... Sorry, I'm just reading back over that title again and realising how much of a non-story this is. It's a weird title. Songs old and new are going viral. All people, all all musicians are getting money. And new new musicians are getting money. Like, yeah, that's the way the music industry fucking works. Well, I I think it's more so now people have probably got more time to look up new music. And then go back to old yeah. music. Oh, you so mean because more clicks, because people more because people aren't listening to the same old shit in the radio and no way into work. Yeah, is that what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so maybe the so maybe coming, the radio yeah. needs to stop playing hey, shit. Hang on. Streaming shit. Vabam. Boom. Okay, so uh, yeah, that. Yeah, we can't play that. No. I know, you can't play it, but listen <laughs> 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 If I listen to that, I can't listen to you boys, I'll have to listen to it after the stream. <laughs> That's oh. a bippity pop in the pocket, anyway. No, like, just to make happier. That's what I managed to do here. Rock for the 80s, right. Rock for the 80s will always be timeless. Like, because it was just a defined period in time. Same with, like, 60s and 70s. Because that was when like rock started to slowly but surely mutate and change and split off into different branches, branches like metal, power metal, ballad rock. That's speak- like the reason songs for the eighties are that good is because that's like early in its origins. Well, the thing yeah. is, like, like the, I, I keep bringing up, I bring up Meatloaf, right, for an example, right? And I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> but I mean, like, there's so many folk that hate Meatloaf, right? But there's one thing. One thing about Meatloaf that always kind of sings true, even in rock, is he literally just sung a whole fucking story about almost oh, nothing. Oh, no, he's going to bring up Paradise by the Dashboard Light again. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's like he took on what bands like Rush did. Just literally sang a fucking saga story in a song. 12 is the greatest rock album in history, and if anybody disagrees, come fight me. <laughs> Address will be included. Um, so, yeah, if uh, the 80s music makes you feel happy. The science-backed ways to make your home a happier place to be, well, 
What? what? <laughs> For those frustrated by their species, experts whose work sits at the intersection of design and psychology can offer an insight into the different ways to craft a happier home. I know, a great, I know a great way to craft a happier home. It's by reducing the bills. Well, no, it's reducing clutter, ample natural light, <laughs> wall colour, visible wood grain, and well-placed lamps are all Look. the elements of our homes that play into our underlying psychology right. and can make us feel warm. Know, what's how to make yeah. a living room look like a fucking stock photo? Uh, yeah, and number two, I don't think they really understand the type of people that have houses, um, because yeah. that is not a normal house. Hell no. Like, That's a fucking kingdom. I mean, quite frankly, my house is totally for the amount of stuff and people within it. Because we've got three people here and all their stuff. My kitchen's that small. If I sneeze, I heat on a cupboard. (laughs) (laughs) And then you cut the pepper drops in your face, you sneeze and batter the back of your head off the next cupboard. I I look at these. Just to get a spoon at a drop. (laughs) I mean, I look at all these people online who talk about their man cave and all the rest of it, and I'm like going, man cave, man cave. I have to fight to get access to the to the pick and tell to play my bloody PlayStation Five. No, you don't want to be in the cave. You want to be out, okay, out in nature. And that's one tech. Home improvements are especially powerful if they involve nature. COVID nineteen is inspired by the revival in gardening, with many working out their anxieties in backyard plots, potted oh, plants, or hair blind windows. Except- that Wait, this one, this one, I can, this one, I can agree with, right? Because a lot of people. They have backyards, right? A lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people have backyards. But let's be honest, if you're working on something like gardening, which does need to take up a lot of your brain power, believe it or not, I know it's not exactly rocket science, but it does require a bit of commitment and devotion. It, you're oh, not exactly going to be thinking about everything else that's going on. No. Right, gardening, I can agree with because not even that, when the plants fully grow, you actually get to reap the yeah. like, weeds. So long. I mean, my cousin, my cousin's fucking started a mini farm in the back of his fucking... Why not? In, in his back, and he's just been selling veggies. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so, <laughs> he's just been walking about his neighbor's houses and dropping them off. So, can your cousin give me a, a wee tenner's bit of some uh, carrots, please? Gotta get this corn bag He'd be growing all the shite that he will about to get in the shops once it all stops no coming in for fucking brick shit. <laughs> well, I was going to say I will, I will fully endorse and agree with doing some gardening because it is very therapeutic. So long as they don't close the gardening centres again, and right. you know, um, because uh, like um, my my parents love gardening. I mean, same thing; they just grow veggies pretty much whenever they can. But <laughs> last year they had absolutely no crops at all because they closed the damn garden centres twice. For legal reasons, I cannot tell you what I grow. <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly I mean, zucchini. you're growing it inside under UV lights, but that's different. <laughs> no, like, we just the if, animal crossing, if the Animal Crossing fandom find out what I've been growing, then I will not get any peace. Oh, <laughs> That'll be uh, 20 bells, please. Well, uh, speaking of uh, growing things, a uh, little baby, uh, the, the baby musk, or... <laughs> <laughs> Grimes gave her and Elon Musk baby a Viking haircut right after I was trying, but there you go. Okay. Little baby Musk got a Viking haircut. That's yeah. Yeah, he gave, he gave, he gave this and never turned the fuck up. I'm not Vikings had long flowing hair, so what would it be by a Viking what haircut? Only did they name, name the Wayne after their favourite, favourite barcode. 
Did the same thing get a fucking hair, vacant haircut or not? Like, this Wayne is going to be the most meme-worthy person in an entire generation. <laughs> yeah, just, hold on, hold on. He talks in fucking Reddit uh, memes. I'm, I'm actually just looking for the image of this so-called Viking haircut. And, uh, um... I didn't go really try and find a picture of the Viking baby. That's not what... I was, no, I was literally just looking for the Viking haircut, and... Really? That is not a Viking haircut. Do you know what, ironically, right? Ironically, see the stuff you see in Vikings. Like, the haircuts they have in Vikings. Yeah. That's not a story, like, I can't... No, it's Vikings not. Because Vikings never shaved their hair. You know what they've done? Vikings never cut their hair. Yeah, you know what they've done, right? That's what I said. They've allowed the centre of their hair to grow, they've allowed the centre of the, the kids' hair to grow, and then they've literally just shaved the sides. So they've given a mohawk. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually gonna. I'm actually kind of gonna put it up here. Hold on. Uh, actually, speaking of mohawks, have you seen that footage of that that hillbilly that basically puts a bit of masking tape over the top of his head from front to back, and then coats the rest of his head in a mac, and then waits and set, lets it settle in, and then hoovers off the mac hair to leave a mohawk behind <laughs> under the tape. <laughs> Fucking brilliant! I mean, it goes a wee bit wrong, but it, essentially, it works. God damn, that sounds fucking weird, man. Well, this whole podcast has sounded weird, but I, I thought like, I enjoyed like, myself. See the Viking haircut because he says mohawk, right? And he said it was like a buzzed mohawk. Why am I just getting a mental image of a baby Chuck Liddell? <laughs> 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 <laughs>